Welcome to the Healing Place Church devotional podcast. Join us Monday through Friday for a new daily devotional each day from the Healing Place Church pastors and staff. We hope this podcast will help you grow in your faith and will be a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. What's going on, HPC? So glad you've decided to join us today. We're jumping back into these momentum moments with Matthew. If you're ready, go ahead and open up your Bible to Matthew chapter 21. We're going to start at verse 12. Uh, verse 12 starts out with it saying, Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out all the people buying and selling animals for sacrifice. That is a strong start. It says that he knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. He said to them, the scripture declares, my temple will be called a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. So here we see Jesus just giving a little context. This is the triumphant entry. He just made the triumphant entry. This is the original Palm Sunday. And his first stop is the temple. You know, I love this story because we get to see a little a side of Jesus that we don't always see. We get to see a little bit of savage Jesus. Like this isn't the skinny, frail Jesus that's in a painting in your grandmother's house on the wall with the little lambs and he's a little skinny and frail. But this is this is the real Jesus. You know, it says that he is the lamb of God, but it also says that he is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And we see him here flipping tables. And guys, this is, these aren't any little Ikea tables. These are real tables. These are man-sized tables. And I believe Jesus had some biceps on him. He had a little strength working. And, and, you know, carpenters in his day, it says Jesus was a carpenter. Man, they weren't these hipster carpenters that were working on these little projects to sell on Etsy or anything like that. I mean, carpenters were, they were strong guys. They knew how to lift some things. They had to put in some serious work. So here we see Savage Jesus. He rolls into the temple. He starts flipping tables. He starts driving people out. And it says that he declares that my temple shall be a place of prayer. Other translations say a place of prayer for all people. And you have turned it into a den of thieves. Man, Jesus is about that business. He is about his father's business as we see him here. And just to give you a little context of what exactly is going on, man, this temple we're talking about in Jerusalem, this is the temple. I mean, this is the main one. This is the one in Jerusalem that people would travel days and weeks at a time just to get to for different celebrations or, or to offer their worship and their sacrifices to God. And you see, this is before Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice for us. So this is in the old covenant, the old sacrificial system. And what people would have to do is they'd have to travel for weeks at a time to get to this temple. And they'd have to get there and they'd have to buy sacrifices in order to make upon themselves, to, to cleanse themselves of their own sins and to make themselves with right, with, right with God. Thank God for Jesus doing that for us. We don't have to kill our neighbor's animals anymore. But we see what they had to do was they had to actually get to the temple, and then they would get to the temple, and it would be such an elaborate process. They'd get to the temple, and a lot of these people would be from countries far away, and they would have to actually come, and they'd have to exchange their money to the local currency because the foreign currency actually had an idol on their coin. So they'd have to exchange money, and of course there was a fee that went along with that. But they would also have to buy animals to sacrifice on their behalf because traveling with animals is a bit of a thing, you know. So they'd have to buy animals. And so basically what happened in this situation, in this timeline, is God's people 
a.k.a. the Israelites, the Jewish people, they begin to see this not as just God's business, you know, but they begin to see it as a business opportunity. And they began to take advantage of people. They began to take advantage of the poor and the Gentiles, those that weren't from the same part of town that they were from, those who didn't think the way that they thought or looked the way that they looked. And they began to take advantage of them. And you see, it began to be a thing all about turning a prophet instead of worshiping God. And, and the temple became very crooked. And man, see, this, this practice of taking advantage of these poor people, see, it originally began, and they would do it outside of the temple. But we see it here, this, this thing slowly began to creep inside of the walls of the temple, and they would take advantage of people. And we see here that Jesus has just had enough. He's had enough. So it says that he begins to drive the people out. He cleanses the temple, as they call it. And it says that immediately following this, I love this part, immediately following the cleansing of the temple, it says that the blind and the lame, mind you that in those days, the blind and the lame were also thought of less hands, so they weren't even allowed in the temple at times. It says that the blind and the lame came to him, and we see this miraculous outpouring of God's healing power, and it says that he healed all of them. So let's get to the, the important part, the part about me and you. So how do we apply this to our life, right, Chris? I'm sure you're wondering, okay, that's awesome, but how do I apply this to my life? And you see, what we need to do is we need to start flipping tables, we need to start flipping tables. See, in 1 Corinthians, Paul says, don't you know that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit? And I don't know about you, but I've been serving God for uh, really following Jesus faithfully for about 10 years now. And there's been times in my life, in these 10 years, a lot of times actually, that the world or greed or things that aren't necessarily of God or selfishness has begun to creep into my own heart and life. And begun to try to try to grow its own fruit, a fruit of sinfulness or a fruit of, that is not of God. And, you know, I thought about this verse in 2 Timothy 3 because this is what we see. We see greed began to infiltrate God's temple. But in 2 Timothy 3, it says, Paul says, Difficult times will come in the last days. For people will be lovers of self. He goes on to explain a lot of different sins that try to creep into our lives. He said people will be lovers of self, lovers of money boastful, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Hey, parents, you can use this verse. Ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, slanders, without self-control, brutal, without love for what is good, traitors, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. That is a whole lot of sin. But he goes on to say, holding to the form of godliness, but denying its power. And Paul goes on to say that these things will try to worm their way into our lives. And we can end up holding to the form of godliness. We can end up coming to church. We can end up saying we're Christians. But at the same time, we can truly deny God's power. And I don't know about you, but I need all of God's power I can get in my life. I can't afford to deny any of the power that he has for me. And I think about this temple in Jesus' day, it looked good. It looked like godliness, but it allowed crookedness and sin to creep in. And what happens as soon as Jesus cleanses it? It says that his power shows up and he heals people. 
See, it's not about just looking godly. It's not about just coming to church. It's about allowing Jesus to come into our lives and allowing him to flip some tables, to drive some sin out. It's about taking our own sin to the cross that Jesus went to and putting it to death and letting his power begin to work within us. You know, what is, what is it in your life that you may be allowed to creep in? To keep you, to keep really keep God from doing all that he wants to do in your life and through your life. Man, it's so important that we begin to do a little bit of self-inventory, a little self-evaluation. You know, if you have the spirit of God living inside, if you've made this decision to follow Jesus with your life, man, God has called you and created you to be a leader. And as a leader, we must always be looking to grow. Always looking to become more like Jesus. Romans 12 says, we cannot lack diligence. You know, what, where can I grow? What area can I grow? Where can I begin to follow Jesus closer? When can I begin to mimic Jesus's ways even more? And the truth is, is we all have blind spots, things that we don't recognize or realize that are there. I mean, I think about this whole mask thing. We're wearing masks constantly. Man, I love Greek and Lebanese food. But when I began to eat lunch and leave the restaurant and put that mask on and I, I began to come about to a new enlightenment, I was a little enlightened to something. I didn't realize what my breath smelled like after I just ate a little albasha. You know, it changed things, you know. I started to feel bad. Hey, man, do people really see this and smell this every day after when I got back from lunch? You know, I had blind spots in my life. I mean, this is where we have to have people in our life that trust, that we can trust, that we love, that care about us. You know, I think about this is the importance of a small group. Man, Jesus had a small group he traveled with. Man, we got to have people in our life, or maybe it's not your small group. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe another life-giving relationship has to be key. People that we can go to and ask, hey, what is it that may be creeping into my life that may not necessarily be God's best for me? Man, let's begin to self-evaluate and look into our lives. Ask people to look into our lives for us. And let's bring these things to Jesus and allow him to heal us, to change us, and to release all of his power in his life that he has for us. Let's go ahead and pray about this right now. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, that you are always showing us, Father, that you are always pushing us toward more, more of your love, more of your peace. And Lord, we just take a moment this morning. We say, if there's anything in us that offends you, Lord, Lord we pray that you bring it to the surface. Lord, we bring it to the cross, Lord. We love the resurrection, but there's no resurrection without a cross, Father. So we bring our old selves, we bring our sin nature, Father, and we put it to death at the cross today, Father, so that we can walk in true resurrection power, so that we can walk in your power, in your life, in your love. Lord, thank you that you're always speaking to us, Father. You're always bringing us and calling us to more. Lord, we love you and we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. Take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss any of the daily devotionals and be sure to share with your friends. For more information about HPC, visit healingplacechurch.org.